On tonight's episode, we discuss Entourage, the movie! Flop house. It's a podcast. <laughs> Dan, your apartment is crowded. Same joke. Oh. Same joke as last time. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing a little live show here at the Bell House in beautiful Gowanus, Brooklyn. A super fun site. Right? That's what it is. Super fun. Yeah. 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 Super, super fun, fun yeah. site. It's very fun. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, for new listeners, you've chosen a weird one because <laughs> this is a live yep. episode. You should feel shamed for listening to our <laughs> yeah. show, I guess. How dare you? Go listen to Night Vale or something. Uh, Wait two weeks, then come back. Yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when you've stopped drinking. <laughs> uh, it really took, a, really took a hostile turn towards look, new listeners. <laughs> someone needed to tell them the truth, you know? Their drinking was hurting us <laughs> as a podcast. Wow. Uh, no, this is a podcast where we uh, watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. Yep. We just watched literally... Should we, should we say our names? Oh, <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, just since we're talking about new listeners. <laughs> okay. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen, and I've got a cold. So. Thank you. So this is a podcast where Thank we... Thank you, Bell House. Now, the Bell House was first started. <laughs> okay. Yep. We Back have a much stricter time limit on things than we normally do. I'm going to have to cut probably 10 to 20 minutes out of my bell house history. Okay. Now, did you know this is where they used to house bells? Like, like homeless bells during the war? Yeah, homeless bells, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there weren't enough coats to go around for the bells, yeah. Um, so uh, we actually, we watched the movie just... Wait, which war was it? Bell War. It was that, that's strange because wouldn't they be fighting in the Bell War? These were refugees from the Bell War. Okay. It was it was the, in the immediate aftermath of the Tech War, <laughs> when all the techs were housed in tech houses. Uh-huh. So is that just like a bunch of IT guys who fought each other? The tech War. Ask fucking William Shatner, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, William Shatner, come on. William out. Shatner, uh, everybody. Uh, uh, well, it's me, William <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> Thanks for watching my Star Trek series. <laughs> And my T.J. Hookers and whatnot. <laughs> I guess this checks out. <laughs> Ask me any questions. He said his name and he listed his credits. <laughs> Ask me a question only William J. Shatner would know I the answer to. I was also in that Esperanto movie. It's called Incubus. Yeah, all right. Uh, we watched a movie called Entourage. We actually watched it literally before the show, down the street. Uh, thank you, Stephen and Ray, for the loan of your home. Yeah, for letting yeah. us sit there and dirty it with Entourage. Um, now, Entourage, is it fair to say that this is a movie about it, No, how... it's not fair to say that it's a movie. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> it's it... three episodes of a mediocre television show. <laughs> kind of stapled together. Strung together. And every time they were... <laughs> they had two choices in this movie. They said, we could either come up with some sort of dramatic conflict big enough and with stakes important enough to, to sustain a movie. I'm getting to that. Mm-hmm. Or else we can just, every time the audience realizes there's nothing going on, slap a bunch of ladies' butts on screen. 
And Dan would say that maybe they made the right decision on that. Look, I, I say that this movie uh, gives gratuitous nudity a bad name. <laughs> Just because it's set in some sort of strange parallel universe where jean shorts and bikini bottoms are scientifically incapable of covering an entire derriere. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of physics just don't allow for it's it. It's called the so fineiverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And why, and why are all the shots of women at an angle that makes it really creepy, Dan? You mean like porn POV angle? Yeah. Well, I can only imagine yeah, this, Dan, is a, tell me. this is a peek into creator Doug Ellen's uh, <laughs> brain. Now, Doug Ellen, the writer and director and creator of, of Entourage. Really did he also create the TV show? Yes, yes, he did. And all the characters. Yes. Now, he's changed a lot since he, we knew him as a child star in the Nicktoon Doug. <laughs> what happened? I thought he was going to settle down with uh, Patty Mayonnaise. His life no, she ruined his not life. not so funny. <laughs> That's the uh, E2 Hollywood story of Doug Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so this is based on a TV show. Dan, did you watch this TV show? Uh, I watched it longer than any human should have, but not as long as it ran. So is this what an episode of the TV show is like? Yes, 100%. And I, look, and I, I, my choice to watch the TV show is, uh, let me. You don't have to defend yourself. No, no, let me be clear. No, this is a trial, sir. Let me be clear. It is indefensible. (laughs) I have to say, I also watched, I think, two seasons of this show, even though every episode left me angry. Yeah. And at a certain point, I was like, why am I watching this? I think that was part of the addictive experience of Entourage. It was just, it infuriated you. Like, it would wash over you very, like, Easily because there was no content, yeah. but then it left you angry, well, and like you mistook that emotional response for something <laughs> in the show. I knew maybe I was just waiting. For, I was like, the, these characters have to end up in hell at some point, so <laughs> I'll just watch until that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's revealed that they're just working their way through the circles. Yeah, except the circles, it's like first circle babes, second circle drinks, third circle fast cars, fourth circle babes. Like yeah. that's. It's an endless cycle. It keeps repeating. Yeah. Oh, it's a Mo Babis strip. I think we... Uh... Thank you. Thank you. Copyright. TM. Trademark. See, when there's no audience, like, there's no one there to encourage this shit. Don't need the encouragement. I appreciate it. Don't need it. Uh, so, Dan, uh, is there anything else we should know before we start talking about the lack of plot in the no, film? No, I mean, or? this is a, uh, you know, I think it's clear to say this is a defiantly anti-feminist movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said during the, the uh, watching that this movie passes the rectal test <laughs> and that it has a bunch of assholes talking about other assholes. Are you just, are you just quoting one of your tweets? I am quoting <laughs> one of my tweets. Yeah. Terrible. Just Look... <laughs> No one reads the fucking Twitter, but they, they hear this. I got to uh, recycle yeah, the good yeah. material. That sounds like that's the Tweetmaster's fault. <laughs> okay. Is that your superhero, the Tweetmaster? Yeah, he's, his superpower is he can tell everybody what he's doing, but it's a very defined character limit. So mm-hmm. hopefully he's fighting a villain somewhere that it's easy to abbreviate the name. You yeah, know? that's right. He, he's like... I will defeat you, but it's just a you. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the way he operates. That's basically subtweeting, though, right? Sub- no, that's yeah. subtweeting is a totally different thing. I don't know anything about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know anything about Entourage, despite your um, presentation that Got you made me. before the show. That was, uh, Busted, for the, for uh-oh. The, for the listeners, that was Dan referencing something that happened before the recording <laughs> during the show. So you're David Letterman now, Dan. That's right. Just reference something the audience at home has no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. And everyone loves it, apparently. For years. For years. An institution. But we should run through the 
non-plot what, this what, as quickly okay. as we can. So when the hit TV show Entourage left the air, I, I figure from the beginning of the movie that Vinny Chase, or Vincent Chase, or Vinny, a.k.a. as Stuart referred to him in his presentation, the main guy, mm-hmm. who is a hit movie star for having played Aquaman in an Aquaman movie, and also was in some other, who knows. He, uh, I guess, got married or something, because the movie opens with his friends on a speedboat in Ibiza going to a party boat and saying, it's weird he's throwing a party when he just stopped being married after three days of marriage. Yeah, but, but that's not the first not line the first of the movie. Line. No, the first line of the movie, they, they're looking, the first line of the movie is... No, uh, no, 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 I want Dan okay. to say it. <laughs> well, let me, let, me, let me set the context. <laughs> Let me set the context. So Johnny Drama, the half-brother of the star, <laughs> he, is, uh, he is peering through some binoculars. You say half-brother like it's like he's a half-orc or something. <laughs> he's, uh, he's peering through some binoculars at the flesh on display at the party because it is rough. The party attendees are Vincent, a guy in a, with some kind of long hair, and 400 women that I guess they bust in from America to Ibiza. Like, it's, I, I don't know how they got on the boat. I don't know what's going on. Do they all sleep there? Like, is it the second season of The Wire and they were just in a big shipping container? And like, no, how'd they right. get on the boat? When the party's over, do they just all sleep in a big room like Jabba and his henchmen? Or what's going on? <laughs> but Dan, so Johnny Drama's looking through binoculars at the, at the ladies, and he says... Uh, something to the effect of... I don't know if I can wait. I might need to jerk off right here. Yeah, and that sets the tone for the movie pretty well. Yeah. And it's kind because of Chekhov's it, jerk off because no, that becomes a major true. plot point. Good point. Wait, Good what? point. It's Chekhov's jerk off. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say because he does because he does jerk off later in the movie. <laughs> oh. I was going to say it's thematic. It's a it's a mission statement for the movie because this is a jerk off of a project. This is a guy who was like, "Oh, I used to have a successful uh, movie uh, TV show. Now I'll masturbate my uh, my film onto the screen." Are you saying it's a harsh critique of the movie that Vincent right. Chase makes called Hide in the film, the movie within a movie, Dan? That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. Let's get to Hide, shall we? Cut to uh, Ari Gold, Vince's agent who retired at the end of the series but is magically unretired as the movie starts, is now the head of a movie studio. Name not mentioned. It's just called The Studio, and every celebrity in Hollywood is working there because this movie is chock full of cameos. It's like um, one of those ice creams where they stick a bunch of candy and shit that you don't really want, and every, every bite you're like, certainly this one's not going to have a fucking gummy bear in it. Nope. There it is. Ed O'Neill or some MMA fighter is on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's at one point, literally Warren Buffett drives by in a mini cart. And you're like, come on. What is... Also, it bears noting that uh, the, 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 main, the first scene of the movie is about how Vinny has uh, left his wife. or they, She left They him. broke up. It was very amicable. It was an amicable breakup after six days. For the reason, I guess, that at the end of the series, he got married, and they're like, oh, we're making a movie. We can't have that. He's got to be able to sleep with beautiful babes. It's either we either do an entourage prequel, or we reboot it, or what? I don't know. If there was any human on Earth who had any emotional investment with the idea that Vinny Chase was married, it was undone at the (laughs) beginning of this movie. So, uh... Why can't he find love, I don't know. (laughs) He's too beautiful for this world, Stuart. What is love, Stuart? Baby, don't hurt me. I won't. I never will. I was talking to a baby that has a gun pointed at for you from backstage. You can't see it, but this baby's motor skills are amazing. 
Uh, so Ari says to Vin, we're like two minutes into the movie. And that first two minutes is mostly women in bikinis. And then uh, uh, Piers Morgan shows up and gives us a no, state of play. No, we're not there yet. Ari says, Ari we, says... We could be there if you weren't so slow. <laughs> Ari says, Vinny, you need to do this movie. And Vinny goes, I'll do it but only if I can direct it. Cut to opening titles. Shit, did he just say that? This guy wants to direct a movie? Oh. Cut to Piers Morgan does a kind of like 60-minute style piece on the cast of Entourage <laughs> where he explains who each of them are and what's, what happened during the series and what's going on in the movie. And you're like, I kind of just saw this. In the, <laughs> like... There's no no single human. I like. I want someone who didn't see the series but went to the movie to mail me their ticket stub <laughs> as as proof that this was necessary to reacquaint everybody with the characters. Yeah. Do you think everybody's gonna walk in and be like, I don't know what's going on. Fuck this and walk out. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And also because every movie, even if it, it wasn't based on a TV show, every movie has a news segment in the beginning that explains the characters to the audience. Uh, but it's made clear that. Vincent's movie, Hyde, which is a new telling of Jekyll and Hyde set in a dystopian far future Los Angeles. <laughs> and the brief uh, glimpse of it we get later is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, is It's very I Frankensteinian. I'll say that about yeah. the movie. It's, except with more raves. It's got all the... You know how when people saw the second Matrix movie, they were like, I liked the rave scene, but I didn't like... <laughs> Why wasn't there more raves? This is what that was. You know what kind of hero I can identify with? A DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and America proved that when they made that Zac Efron movie such a success. Yeah. Why didn't we watch that movie? Oh, I think it's coming. Here's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it has to. Every, Vincent Chase asked someone, who's everyone's favorite Full House character? And they thought he said, who's everyone's least favorite? And they said, DJ. And he goes, well, that's what my hero's going to be. <laughs> because that was a long fucking walk. <laughs> Well, look, there's not a lot of plot in the movie, so uh, Vincent's movie's in trouble, and... Uh, and then that, it's out of trouble. Then and it's then out it's of trouble, trouble it's, then it's out of trouble. The characters are never in trouble for more than, like, 12 minutes, and anytime it looks like they're about to be in trouble, either something pulls their bacon out of the fire, or it turns yeah. out it was all a goof. Can I well, tell the story of the scene that's most emblematic of this? Can take I? it away. Take the wheel. So, E... <laughs> um, at the e, beginning now, of the movie... Now, E is his agent... Who the, is a nobody. At the beginning Which of the movie, one's that? He's the guy who is not Turtle or Johnny Drama or Vincent. Okay. So E is sleeping with this uh, hot uh, blonde girl who, like, that is her defining he, trait in the movie. She's a hot blonde girl. He her butt a lot. Yeah. It, there's a very explicit sex scene between the two of them. It turned into, like, a, it turned into an episode of, like, erotic hot, confessions yeah, like or something. Yeah, Hot Tales. Yeah, very quick. It, was that the porn what version of Jobs? Hot Tales? Spins, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the porn version of Tales. <laughs> yeah, Tales. <laughs> uh, I knew, you knew there were sparks between Baloo and her boss, Sally Struthers. <laughs> Do not Google porn tailspin, by the way. But he's sleeping with this girl. Meanwhile, you know, Sloane from the TV show is on uh, From on, Sloane Kettering. On, an, on again, oh. off again, girlfriend. Dude. <laughs> uh, is having his child. Yeah, that's another, I didn't follow enough into the series to realize that uh, E was, had, had impregnated his girlfriend, but they weren't going to do that. Is she a Fast anyway. and the Furious? <laughs> I think she's in Fast. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad we, I like that we crowdsourced that answer. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's going on. But uh, so this blonde woman breaks up with E, I guess because he's got a baby with this other woman. It's not really clear. 
Um, she tells him that over the phone in a store that sells toys and pillows and hats and mugs that that it's just too weird dating yeah. him. And so at this maybe because he slaps her butt so much while they're doing it. But there's this big screening party uh, of Vinny's movie, and I, someone I think it was was a drama or turtle. One of them like spikes ease water with Molly and Viagra. That sounds like classic Johnny drama. You know. <laughs> Also oh, cl- classic turtle. It's though. one of those classic <laughs> goofs where you drug one of your friends. <laughs> and so under the influence, he... Uh, under fu- the influence. <laughs> yeah. He, f- he fucks this other woman, this brunette woman. And then later on... Well, I don't think... Does she ever get a name? I guess she gets a name yeah, the second time. Her name herself. is Sex Lady. Okay. <laughs> and so... Which, and let's, let's be honest. There's two kinds of women in the Entourage universe. There are bitches who get in the way... And are trying to stop you from making the best movie ever. And there's vaginas that I guess have other parts of the body attached to them. Yeah. This, no, this is, is not the, my view is, of women. This is the entourage. This is the entourage verse. E does not stand for Elliot. It stands for whatever that character's name is. Entourage. <laughs> entourage. <laughs> but the blonde woman gets in touch with E right when he's about to maybe patch things up with Sloan and says, oh. Sloan Peterson? Yeah, Sloan Peterson. Yeah, yeah Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Um, and so uh, she, the blonde woman says, oh, I'm pregnant with your child. And he's like, oh, shit, my life is fucked. I, I, I can't get back to Sloan. I got, you know, I've got two children now. And he agrees to meet this blonde woman in a restaurant. And then the brunette lady comes up and she's like, I've got to talk to you. Hey, you know. I was just trying to get in touch with you. Yeah. Uh, and luckily I have, he's got two of his boys in tow. Cause they he, go yeah. I don't think that any of this is pertinent information. <laughs> For a also, very long also story. Also, it's very sunny that day. <laughs> All right. But uh, the brunette is like, I, uh, I think I have a sexually transmitted disease. And, and then the blonde comes in. And she's like, what's going on? Do you have a date right now? And it looks like there's going to be this big blow up where E is finally going to get a comeuppance for everything that happens. And it turns out, oh, no. The blonde and brunette know each other from a long time ago. They used to be roommates, and they're doing this to, to teach E a lesson, which is, uh, oh, like, they're not pregnant, and there's no sexually transmitted disease. But instead of teaching a lesson, it just lets E off the hook for everything. Completely. <laughs> Everything's that's, okay. That's the entourage way, dude. Everything's going to work out in the end. High five, freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Vincent has a problem. Ari has not seen the movie. And uh, he's trying to keep Ari from seeing it. Why that is doesn't make sense. I don't know why, because when Ari watches it, it's like he saw God give birth in front of him. Like, he's so amazed. And everyone who sees the movie in the, in the movie, you, ne- you don't watch them watching it. Like, you see just a little clip of the movie at one point, I guess, when, when Ari's watching it. Anytime anyone's seen the movie, all they can say about it is it's amazing. It's the best movie they've ever seen. This Jekyll and Hyde story set in a dystopian future L.A., Maybe it's great. I like and science it be, fiction. It sounds terrible. It would be one thing if they just like hinted at the movie, if they just like turned on the screen, then you saw the person's like eyes and they just, yeah. dilate. And it explodes, yeah. They just <laughs> yeah. large marge because they love the movie no, so instead, much. Instead, it looks like the like New Year's scene at the end of Strange Days. It's basically what it looks like. Yeah, the whole movie. It looks like the Strange whole movie. Days. Yeah. But yeah, because they show it, we know that it's not it's not good. Like there's no what are you way saying about Strange Days, Stuart. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. All right. Uh, so, yeah, but no, but what like we a, see like of, a, 
What, what we see of Hyde it? is not very Do you good. want to describe what we see of Hyde? Yeah, I mean, it's a rave party where Dr. Jekyll starts shooting uh, rave juice into everybody's mouth like a fucking gum commercial. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah he's got like a gun that shoots E into people. Not E the character. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. But if they that did. Would be better. That would be weird. And uh, the LAPD have shown up, and it, it's like, I, it looks They're like... They're about to shoot him, and then he turns yeah, into he's a like magman. DJ Messiah. Yeah, he's a DJ Messiah, and some kind of Kilroy was here world where rock and roll has been banned, except it's not rock and roll, it's EDM, and why not ban that? Come on. So, I don't I mean, I want to go out on a limb, I mean, but come if you on. have to ban something. If you got to ban some kind of music, EDM is going to be the music that you ban. Either that or whatever that I'm Blue song is. Is that EDM? Sure, why not? Okay. I, I don't know. How does it go? It goes, uh, now, again, I don't remember the exact melody, but <laughs> yeah. right. I'm blue, ba-ba-bee-ba-ba-ba, da-da-dee-da-da-da, da-da-dee-da-da-da. He lives in a blue house. He has a blue car. Um, Never heard it. Uh, well. Maybe if you sing a couple more bars. I mean, That's the whole song over and over it again. It sounds like this guy's really good at branding himself. Oh, no, I mean, I, 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 there are whole songs I wish I could remember. And instead, this blue song stuck in my head. <laughs> Now, uh, so the movie's great, but there's some trouble with a capital T followed by all the letters in the word trouble capital. (laughs) Billy Bob Thornton, a Texan co-financier of the movie, and his son, Haley Joel Osment, who is all grown up, he's an adult now, uh, they want to see a cut of this movie too. So Billy Bob, because I think it's in his contract that he only had to do like three scenes, sends his son to go watch the movie and give notes, and his son does not like it. He wants to cut Vincent, and he wants to cut Johnny That's Drama. That's impossible. And Johnny Drama is so proud of his four scenes as a human-mutant hybrid of some kind that he's appalled when it finally he hits him. He thinks he's going to get an Oscar for this role. He thinks this is his breakthrough role. Yeah. Now, the rest of the movie is literally just a cycle of those things happening. Ari's old secretary is going to get married and wants Ari to give him away at the wedding. This is not a plot. It's just like... <laughs> An just incident. Yeah, just a thing. There's no conflict there. At the end, it happens. At yeah. the end, halfway through the credits, spoiler alert, he does give them away. Uh, now, uh, Is it, that thrown in for fans of the show who are like, finally closure for this character's arc? Exactly, yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, everything in the movie is thrown in for fans of the show. There were a number of points where they talk to characters that... Like when football fellows show up and you're like, <laughs> I've seen that guy on TV playing football. Except I haven't seen that guy playing football. I just know he's a big dude. <laughs> There was, there was a couple characters that had a Allie lot of I would lines. rather be watching a movie called Big Dudes, too. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Certainly. This sounds great. It stars the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> and it's set in the Old West. This sounds amazing. Yeah. And they're fighting Keith David and uh, the ghost of Rowdy Rowdy Piper. How could they not be fighting those guys? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you have to bring us down? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> he lives on in ghost form. What, a, what uh, more awesome no, thing could there be for hole, Rowdy Rowdy yeah. Piper? I'm digging myself into a worse hole. Come yeah. on. So we, let's move on to the topic of actors who show up in this movie as themselves versus actors who show up as characters. That was the de- that was the one de- that was the depressing part. So like, who shows up as themselves? Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, producer of the show and of the movie. Uh, he manages to plug Wahlbergers, the show and the network it's on in the movie. R- uh, Ronda Rousey is in it Rod- as herself. Wait, who? Ronda Rousey. Oh, Ronda the fighter. Yes. And what's the name of the actress who everyone in it? Treats like this. She's the uh, biggest movie star. Emily Rajakowski. Ry- the woman. Ryakowski. Everyone knows her, dude. I mean, but if you, I know her face, kind of, because I saw her in. Because you movies. just saw her like <laughs> yeah. an hour ago. But whenever Emily Rajakowski yep. is mentioned, everyone's like, seriously, her. Not a, how many in the audience know her who she is from Blurred Lines. <laughs> that was that a, one. Tepid Egg? applause. Tepid applause. 
Uh, who else is in it? There's Kelsey Grammer <laughs> as himself. Built in Gone Girl. Her. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer was in Gone Girl. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He played, he played Jer- Gone. He played Jeremiah Gone. <laughs> The Old West Sage, who thought he was done finding girls. <laughs> it's weird I'll, that he's eight billed if he's yeah. the Jeremiah name of God the movie. like, I'll find her for ten. <laughs> I'll find her for two, but I'll catch her. I'll kill her for ten. I, and they're like, I don't no, know. I'm back a, alive. I'm gonna. I'll just take a little nap. Yeah, Daniel's like. Yeah. But then, but but then Ari and his Ari and his wife go to see a therapist, and the therapist. But you didn't is, mention the fact that. Poor Judy Greer Judy doesn't Greer, get to play herself. No, nor does Nora Dunn. They're just, Ugh. they are not famous enough to be cameos in the movie. They are not at the level of Football Dude or... Bob Saget. Or uh, Other Woman from Gone Girl or Bob Saget. Well, Bob Saget's a big star. Was, uh, was Dice Clay playing himself? You, of course. You can he only was, assume. He was, he was wearing a shirt advertising his podcast. Okay. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like the idea that he's like, I'll do it, but I gotta be able to wear my shirt. They're like, I guess. They're, yeah, but we okay. had it in the script that you're, you're shirtless, <laughs> Dice Man. <laughs> you're, you're, play, you're playing hardball with us, Dice. But <laughs> we got to get Dice for the part of Dice. These these cameos are not interchangeable. It says uh, Dice right in the script. And what Ed O'Neill, Warren Buffett, lots of famous people. Anyway, uh, but then there's those people who don't get to play themselves, and you kind of feel bad yeah. for a second. Um, and eventually, it turns out that uh, Haley Joel Osment who is, there's a part where uh, Ari demands, Ari Gold, the character that Jeremy Piven plays, goes through a cycle where he is threatened by something and then immediately gets mad and starts bursting into rooms and yelling at the people he was afraid of a second ago. <laughs> and like, I'm not, it's like, it was He's the, like the Hulk, you know, you can push him so far and no further. Except it takes very little to push him that far, but also it was like the climax of an indie movie, like every time he had a scene about like a nevish who finds it, his inner strength to fight back. But like every scene was that. Uh, he bursts into Haley Joel Osment's hotel room where Haley Joel Osment has uh, hired two women to have sex with him and they're just going at it without him. They continue to throughout the scene. Consummate professionals. They are, yeah. not, they are not... It's a real Game of Thrones situation. Yeah, it is. They, yeah, they, they are not phased by another person entering the room. Oh, I guess it's part of the job, whatever. Just like an, it's, these prostitutes are like a Flintstones dinosaur. It's a living. And then... Yeah. <laughs> And then let's continue. I mean, you gotta you gotta commend them for their professionalism. That's sure. what I was saying. That's what's doing. Yeah, no, they're the most professional people in the whole movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, it turns out that uh, Haley Joel Osment doesn't really hate the movie. He's just mad that Vinny stole the girl he wanted to go out with, Ms. Blurred Lines herself. What was her name? Em- Emily Radyakowski. Yeah, get I don't it know right, whether, dude. I don't know whether it's a, a hard J or whether you. I you, literally so it turns learned her name today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's call her Emily R. Emily, oh, okay. So it's like, a, it's like an old French novel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Affair of Emily R. Uh, There's a lot of dashes in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this movie took place in the year 2 aught dash dash And what else happens? There's like a lot of incidents. Oh, and Johnny Drama, end. he's mad. His, he uh, also was caught having phone sex with a girl who has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend... Uh, to spite him, uploads video of Johnny Drama masturbating to Mr. Skin, because I guess Mr. Skin's interested in that one. Oh, there's... And then it's on TMZ. And Mr. Skin, correct me if I'm wrong, takes scenes from movies. So were they taking a scene from Entourage the Movie for their website? Yeah. Do they put up personal sex tapes? Because I thought wait Mr. Skin had standards. I don't, I don't know. But wait a minute. So they're putting a movie from the movie that it appears in yes. into... Wait a it's minute. It's like the scene in Spaceballs where they go back and watch the scene. <laughs> no way! 
We're also forgetting the whole plot line where uh, Turtle wants to woo woo Ronda Rousey. Uh, there's like a weird misunderstanding where she gets all upset because she thinks that he wants some sort of business thing from her. And uh, in order to get a date, Turtle's like, oh, I'll go 30 seconds in the ring with you, which leads to the most satisfying moment in the movie <laughs> where Ronda Rousey beats the shit out of Turtle. <laughs> like that could have been the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if she just punch kicks her way through the mm-hmm. entire entourage gang. <laughs> Like Shredder eating up a hero and a half shell. That's right. A hero and a half shell? <laughs> yeah, that's a turtle, of, dude. Got, uh, I thought you meant you got a bunch of like lamb in like a half shell. Like a hero. Yeah, in a lamb shell. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the movie, that's, so the movie, and then, okay, so everything's okay in the end. Of course it is. It's entourage. Nothing. These guys lead a charmed life. It's There's all, a baby born. Uh, uh, E's baby is born. Uh, what's the sex of the baby? Does it have a name? Who gives a shit? <laughs> hey, it's, no, not, no, a, no, no, it's no. not a cool douche and you can't fuck it, so <laughs> forget it. It's a guy. They make a bunch of stupid jokes about it. It's called Ryan Murphy. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. And it does get a name. I apologize. That was me being the entourage in the room. I apologize. My favorite moment is how... Be the entourage you want to see in the world. Immediately after that baby is born, E is out with the rest of the entourage handling business, and you can see his face, and you're like, dude, you just had a baby. Go be with your baby. (laughs) You don't have to do this anymore. He's like, this baby is beautiful. Gotta go. The boys need me. And... uh, this is the most audacious move of the whole movie, which is they've been talking about this Hyde movie. You saw a little glimpse of it. No, you know what? Ari got kicked out of his studio job, but he's gonna, he made it so that they are going to release the movie. They're going to give him the extra money and the budget they need to finish it. Cut to, it's the Golden Globes. The movie came out, was a huge success. The Golden Globes from like two or three years ago, yeah, I think. Yeah, they, they have a lot of footage of an old Golden Globes that they put up. Apparently, I, don't, I wonder if Selma Hayek agreed to be in the movie or they just bought... AP footage of her from the yeah. Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, the movie's nominated for a mess of Golden Globes. And who is it who wins Best Supporting Actor, announced, of course, by Mark Wahlberg, how'd they mm-hmm. get him, is, <laughs> is Jonald Drama himself. And so at that point, the movie leaps from like a fantasy show to a fan fiction show. Where like they are stretching the bounds of plausibility so hard that this movie came out is there it seems to be on its way to being the highest grossing movie in America yeah, of all it's time. The, it's They've, the rare blockbuster that's also a critical darling, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and wins at least one Golden Globe for one of the main characters. I have to like It I'm wins co- probably all of them. I don't know. Like I wonder if it was just that they could only get the Golden Globes trademark, but like how did they not have the balls to give him an Oscar at the yeah. end of it? <laughs> that's right. Go all the way, Entourage. Yeah. Uh, so, in the interest of uh, moving on, <laughs> to say it the most simple way possible, uh, we should get into final judgments about the Entourage movie. It's called Entourage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was this a good, bad movie? A bad, bad movie? Or a movie you kind of liked? Stuart, what do you have to say? Uh, well, this is coming from the perspective of a huge fan of the show. <laughs> So I had pretty high standards to meet. Stuart, what's your favorite episode of the show? Uh, season 14, episode 5, <laughs> The Great Martian Invasion. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, turtles, turtles good in that one. Uh, so has, I was worried when with we... A, with a lady with an antenna, yeah. 
after after watching the movie, I was worried we were going to be sitting here and just staring off into space. Uh, it's it has so little substance, Dan. This yeah. is a bad, bad movie. This is barely le- a movie. This is the least a movie can be, and be a movie. It's like a it's like a vampire. You're sort of surprised that it shows up on film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like. It's, yeah, I agree. It's a bad, bad movie. You thought movie. literally the film should have been like, get this shit off of me. Just push it off. <laughs> You're saying that the actual celluloid is like, like, oh, it's God. Like, oh. It's like greasing itself so the pictures don't stick. Yeah, gets a restraining order for the images and the sound that are being applied. Uh, I think that we're all in agreement. Elliot, what do you think? Did you like it? I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, weirdly enough, I didn't, I wasn't angry the same way I was from the TV show. I think because. I knew there was a finite amount of this. Whereas with the show, it could keep going on season after season until they were old men having sex with their nurses. But, uh, yeah, but I would call it a bad, bad movie. It's like, if you are a real fan of women in jean shorts, then you might enjoy this movie if you block out the dialogue. Yeah, but I, I would say just get some fucking photos of women in jean shorts because at least there, there's not like, a bunch of shitty men being shitty to the women in jean shorts. I mean, if shorts. you just have a photograph of a woman in jean shorts, you can make up that, Treasure she, is, that. she is anything. <laughs> Put it in your scrapbook. But what I'm saying, you can, maybe, she's, maybe she's a CEO on vacation. Maybe she's a Nobel Prize winning doctor also on vacation. Like, she can be anything. She's in a loving marriage. At least she has a relationship with a man or woman who respects her. But she also looks great in jean shorts. She looks great. She, and she is confident enough in herself to say, like, Look, I, even though this is kind of silly, that I'm wearing torn-off jean shorts mm-hmm. that do not cover the parts of my body that you'd think would be covered in civilized society, yeah. I'm just going to do it because that's what makes me feel comfortable. She clearly lives an active lifestyle. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd be wearing jeans. <laughs> yeah. And, and now we're writing fan fiction for a picture of a lady in jean shorts. <laughs> so um, I was going to say bad, bad movie. Yeah. So we, uh, the next segment... Wait, Dan, of- what did you say? I said bad, bad. You said great. I said best movie. (laughs) Give it all the Golden Globes. Um, So the next segment and um, final segment, although it'll go on for a while, so don't worry, is... uh, (laughs) That sounds like a threat. In lieu of uh, letters from listeners, we're going to uh, talk to the audience, which is why there's a... uh, a microphone up audio here. audio microphones. And uh, I believe there's a rule of thumb speech that uh, you like to give in situations like this, Elliot, that might be helpful. And we're going to stand up gonna so stand it looks up. Yeah, Well, first I'm going to sing a walking over to the other side of the table song. We're going to talk to you and you'll talk to us one-on-one, but it's more like three on a lot. And we'll tell you the things that you ask or maybe will not. It's the talking to... The flop house part. Now, so Elliot, what's the rule here? Here's the rule that I like to tell to anyone at one of these things, which is there are certain uh, people who like to go on and on or ask okay, questions that nobody cares about. So when you're standing at the microphone or before you even stand up, say to yourself, if somebody other than me was asking this question, would I care? And if the answer is no, think of something else or don't ask a question at all. Put, just put yourself in someone else's shoes, you know. That's a good rule of thumb. Nothing that would make you roll your eyes <laughs> yeah, at somebody else. Like Stuart is limbering up Ooh. for this segment. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. 
Hey, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for everything. I really love the podcast, and it's meant a lot to me. Yay, thank uh, you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks and for coming. What, what, say your name, last name withheld. Uh, John, last name withheld. Perfect. I'm going to assume uh, your last name is 316. <laughs> you actually... The best last name. Elliot, you actually know my last name. Uh, so, uh, you're the guy that I had those signs it. You about. need to make three demands of him. <laughs> yeah. What's that? I now control you. No, um, actually, I guess the question that I'm really interested thank you for massaging. Uh, is what movie made you guys realize that you actually really loved film as an art form? Oh, oh that, a sincere question. I don't think we can do that. Movie that made me. Love it was not to film. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's hard to go back. I remember uh, this sounds pretentious, but like. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's a movie you've never heard of, but uh, it's not really the first. Like, Citizen Kane is the first time I remember being like, I've heard this is a great movie. I'm going to watch it and being affected by it. But like, maybe like Gremlins 2. I don't know. We're like. <laughs> Wait, is that what sounds pretentious? Yeah, no, no, that Gremlins 2 where I was like, I have seen, he's doing things in this movie that I've never, and I was a kid, that I've never seen anyone do in a movie before, and that blew my mind. I think that uh, when I was a kid. So either Citizen Kane or Gremlins 2. When I was a kid, I think I was like drawn into stuff that was very sort of like obviously cinematic, like uh, the, the visual flair was like really clear, so I think that seeing Terry Gilliam movies or seeing uh, uh, I, I didn't see Brazil early oh. on oh. I thought you were about to be I thought you were about to be the one on Terry kid. Gilliam fan who hates Brazil <laughs> terrible <laughs> give me Thailand I love I love Brazil I like but Thailand I don't too think, much, to be honest. you don't want to show that to like a like a 10 year old <laughs> yeah 10 year olds like them. bureaucracy sucks <laughs> Yeah, I think I would start out with like Time Bandits or uh, Baron Munchausen when you're a kid. When you're talking to someone, my dad showed me Robocop when I was like eight, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but you continue. No, I think something like, or like the Coen brothers, like seeing Ra- Raising Arizona very early on, how like kinetic that movie is. Uh, yeah, I grew up watching a lot of movies on videotape. I can't really pinpoint one that I love. A lot of horror movies, obviously. I would say the, uh, the movie that I remember watching where afterwards I started, like, acting kind of pretentious and snobby about movies was when I saw Pulp Fiction. I was like, yeah. I gotta get, like, a duster and grow a ponytail. I think Talk you, about cinema. I think you've confused that movie with Boondock Saints. <laughs> That's what you're looking. That's what you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, comma Boondock Saints. All right. Next. Oh man. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not a question. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to keep tradition from. Hey, KSL, last name withheld. How are you doing? See you. Yep. Yep. Used to continue, KSL. I want to keep tradition. From the last question I asked last year, okay, I'll ask it this I on, year. I only remember it was weird. So, if you had to human centipede the characters of the entourage, in what order would they be in? I prepared for this. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Is it possible? I feel like you didn't pay attention to Elliot's uh, rules of t- asking a question. Well, is it possible to make them all the back? 
and just put like a cow you, in the you're, front? You're like, like sort of like a bunch of balloons. Like you're like the string and they're like the balloons. I don't know what that <laughs> I'm means. I'm trying to what visualize kind of it. balloons? Or you do them in a circle, you know. Yeah. You sew them into a circle. I yeah, it's like an Ouroboros of, uh, it's a human Ouroboros. Oh, like a, a Mobius strip? Clearly, yeah, it's yeah. Ian no. Front, then Vinny, then Turtle, and then Johnny Drama. Yeah. Wow, why do you hate Johnny yeah, Drama you... so much? <laughs> there, it just he creeps me out. <laughs> so, yeah, you're welcome. That's the answer. Okay, okay so. there you go. <laughs> Next question, if you dare. Hey, um, my name is Louie. Last name was Held. Hey, Louie. Um, thanks, man. Cool, yeah. Um, so I'm the guardian of a five-year-old, and she kind of hates kids' movies, but loves horror movies. And um, so... That so seems I, like it's not a choice she should be able to make at this point. <laughs> you, you know, so, like, you know... Like, I tried to show her, like, Inside Out, and she thought it was pretty boring. But then she saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space and thought it was the best. So I just want advice that, like, you know, like, scary movies that, like, Killer Clowns from Killer Clowns from Outer Space is kind of like the Joe Camel of horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, it seems designed to, like, lure children in to yeah. watch it. So, I mean, more, more on the path of Joe Camel movies. Can you give me some more, please? Sure. I mean, I can you, like, yeah, can you Scary do that movies. sort of, like, halfway point sort of thing? Like, like a Gremlins yeah, or Coraline. a Little Shop of like Horrors or tremors like, maybe like labyrinth is kind of a has some creepy stuff in it or dark crystal like those are kids movies that have creepy things yeah. in them you know coraline the animated movie there you coraline creepy. the way people yeah. pronounce it yeah i can say it however i want they don't say her name in the movie right no. <laughs> you know but that you got me that you movie got me Dave. That loophole. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i think that it, yeah i think just find those in betweeners right sure don't i don't know like uh, I mean, I don't. To be my son is two. I don't show him horror movies yet. <laughs> right now, his entire film watching has been Dumbo, Winnie the Pooh, and a bunch of scenes from Singing in the Rain and Fiddler on the Roof. So that's yeah. There's no. But I, you're you're the only one with a child, so I feel like you should have the most strong opinion here. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's okay. your answer. Is we have no help for yeah, you. No, sorry. I guess ask Doctor Spock <laughs> or Leonard Nimoy. Dude. Dr. Spock's dead, too. <laughs> They're all dead. You tricked us. <laughs> Hi there. It's uh, Eric Eugene Harzer, middle initial withheld. Um, Hello. My question is, if you had to have your own crew and you were the main guy, who would be in your entourage? You can choose any time period, any person. Oh, any time? Not just people yeah. we know? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, matter. I had groomsmen at my matter. wedding, and that was pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. But yeah, anyone, anyone. I mean, I already feel like there's, like, an entourage here. I mean, we yeah. just we, we just ar we just argue over who's the main guy. That's the... <laughs> well, you're the... Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine the main... I don't Hallie need is the main it. guy. Hallie's, Hallie's the, star. the main guy. Hallie Haglin, star of the star. podcast. Dan is E. Dan's E. Don't make me Johnny Drama, Don't make me Turtle. You know, uh, I walked right into this. And I'll be Spider-Man, and you, you can, can be uh, Wolverine. You can be Ari oh, okay. if you want to. What? You can be Ari if you oh, want to. Because I'm Jewish, thanks, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm out of here. 
<laughs> there was a scene in the movie where uh, Ari prays to God that Vince's movie turns out to be good, and, I, and his wife walks in and says, are you praying? And for an instant, I thought, this could be an interesting movie. <laughs> Like where Ari starts to realize he does believe in God and he has a real, he really feels a connection with the divine, but it wasn't what what happens. In lieu of answering your question, can I instead uh, tell a story about our mutual friend Kurt uh, meeting Adrian Grenier? Uh, Sure. (laughs) I forgot about this. I mean, like it doesn't fit anywhere and it's not You want to check the rule book, Elliot? Uh, I'll allow it. But, uh, so, uh, Adrian Grenier was driving our friend Kurt home from the CSA pickup. Um, I think... And, uh... Confederate your, your States really, of America. Your story's uh, opening a lot more questions than it's answering. <laughs> and Adrian Grenier was telling him about his new, um, his new uh, enterprise, which was beer that was old-fashioned beer because you could only open it with a church key, like old beer. And that was what was going to set that beer apart. And so that's the kind of guy Adrian Grenier is. So I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Better than I could have possibly imagined. Thank you. So, Uh, yeah, we didn't answer that at all. Next question, please. Like we ever answer any of the questions that are asked in the letters. Touche. Hey, guys. uh, Seth, last name withheld. Hi, Seth. Hello. Hello. Uh, I love the podcast, but I actually want to make a move in Radio Zork. Okay. Okay. This is uh, okay. Somebody get out the binder. Somebody get the graph paper. Hold on, let me get. Let me pull up my character sheets. Sponsored by Sweet Amazing Penises. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. the sweetest and the most amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to get away from the door. I'd like to go west. Oh. Wow, rough. You have chosen turn west. <laughs> You are still standing in front of the door. <laughs> but you are now turned away from it. Do you, A, put your ear to the door to see if there's someone there, B, knock on the door from the side, or C, turn back to the door? Please write in your responses, and we'll get back to Radio Zork in the next episode. Thank you very much. Good, good move. That was a good move. That's a good move. Hello, my name is Rachel Gordon. Hello. Uh, anecdote, a friend of a friend lost her virginity to Adrian Grenier. So oh. <laughs> she better get Not tested a question no, 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 no. So Strike I, that from the record. I don't, yeah, I don't know whether this is uh, libel or, or whatever, but, uh, but how was it? <laughs> Seemed to be pretty good. She never heard from it again, so, oh, okay. you know. He knew that he had fulfilled her as the only way he could, and he decided never to get in touch with her again. Yeah, yeah. quick and easy. He said, I can't do better than that. Uh, He's very method, Elliot. (laughs) Because I'm going to have to live the entourage lifestyle. Um, Okay, but so... um, (laughs) So that was our our new game, Two Degrees of Adrian Grenier's Penis. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. You guys should play that game. That would be amazing. Okay, Uh, my my question slash comment is, my question is, what was your favorite part of Entourage? Because my favorite part personally, of all of Entourage, including the entire series, was Debbie Mazar, who played the evil stepmother in Beethoven's second. I don't know if anybody else caught on to that, but she was fucking great. So those piercing blue eyes still pierce through the I know that I, I, I mean, I love Debbie Mazar, too. I know, yeah. Stu, that your wife 
has a real fondness for Debbie Mazur. That's true, Dan. Um, and end of anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well while I think you're you're itching. You have a favorite I part don't. of Entourage. You do, and it's butts. Just say it. <laughs> There's a lot of ladies' butts on screen. I, it's it's hard to enjoy them though. Like the context is so, you know, unpleasant. It's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the uh, the animated Johnny Bananas cartoon. Yes, where that Johnny was the best Drama part. was a, yeah. uh, a monkey man. That was the best part. Right. We John- were all like, uh, maybe can we just watch that for the rest yeah. of the time? <laughs> that Johnny Drama has starred in a an animated show called Johnny Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We answered that question. Nice work. Nice work. Nice work. Move. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Hello. Ben, last name withheld. Hey, um, I have a question for everyone, but it begins with an address to Elliot. Um, in the Odd Life of Timothy Green episode, you astute, you made the wonderfully astute observation that Timothy Green would work great as a musical. I agree very much so. I would pay a lot to see that. My question for everyone is, of all of the movies that you have watched in the Flophouse repertoire, um, which do you think would make the best musical? Timothy Green aside, and obviously any films like Rock of Ages. That's actually which, a musical. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good stipulation. Yeah. Wow. You got, Dan, what, you're another... This, that's, uh, that was presumes, a question worth applauding. This question presumes that we don't immediately forget what we've watched. I got, I got my answer. Except I'm, my... No, wait, that was a musical. Damn. I know mine. It's pretty simple. I mean, Bratz would easily Except be that's, adapted. That's the one I was going to uh, say, but yeah. it's a musical. You're saying it already is a it musical? It has at least three musical numbers in it. Oh. Yeah, but Look I don't know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if Bratz is allowable, then yes, Bratz. Yeah. Would it be called Bratzicle? Like The Bratzicle, yeah. Tango and Cash could work. Bullet to the Head oh, could work. Oh, Tango and Cash. Yeah. I think the Tango and Cash would work, but it would have to be, like, you know, the homosexual subtext of Tango and Cash would have to come to the, the fore. Yeah. Yeah. I like, don't go to, much closer to the fore. Like, instead of, like, them high-fiving at the end, it would be, like, them like exchanging kiss. wedding vows. Oh, okay. That's... The ultimate high-five. <laughs> <laughs> that's a life high-five. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Hello. Uh, my name is Sarah. That's my husband right there. He's there. <laughs> 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 he just husband? got married. That was, so that just we a didn't report. Shout out. So that we, we <laughs> She's an accompanied lady. That was purely to, so that the man who's pointing a camera at her, we don't report to the police. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, just the got ultimate married. high five. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> that's, um, it, that's like if there was like a '90s extreme movie about marriage, we called Marriage Colon the ultimate <laughs> high five. <laughs> Well, no, that's like a Christian movie that's trying to be cool. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of how it feels. So, uh, uh, Sarah, I think you had a question of some kind. Yes, so it's kind of a bummer of a question, but... Um, so <laughs> yeah, the words of Mbim Bam. I'm going to do no, it. Go she for said it. I should do it, so I'm going to do it. No, go um, for it. So it's two parts. One, what is your philosophy, if anything on watching or listening or consuming media by someone you find morally reprehensible. For example... I mean, we just watched Entourage. I know, I know. But, like, for example, seriously, and and as a bummer, um, right after, like, we all learned that Mel Gibson hates Jews and women, he made Apocalyptica, which is supposed to be a really good movie, but as a Jewish woman... I think it's pretty good. Like All right, so, like, I haven't watched it since. It's been, like, 
12 years, and I haven't watched it because I'm still holding a grudge. What's your policy? Should I watch it? What's your policy on watching movies by people who you think are just horrible people? Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like uh, sometimes there are... It helps when there's a little time between when you learn yeah. that and when you finally watch it, but there's... It's hard to make a uh, hard and fast rule about that, for me at least, because you are blocking out so much of human culture if you make that rule. Like, so many of the great artists were just like, total pieces of shit. So, yeah. it, like, it hurts a little more when that person's still alive and you found it out within your lifetime, but... Now, if it makes you, you feel good that you haven't watched Apocalyptica, if it makes you feel like I'm holding on to my kind of morals or whatever, purity. That's that's fine because it will not change your life for the positive yes. no. that much. Well, it's not it's, like it's a certainly a fine movie. You're not. It's not like it. Yeah, it's it's not like your life. It's the same way I feel about um, a lot of TV shows where people are like you gotta see this, and I'm like, my life's going great. I haven't <laughs> yeah. like yeah, Entourage. It's like I'm sure. I'm sure Community is a great show, but like I got everything I need right now, so I'll get around to it, you know? <laughs> you. Boo, boo, I haven't you. watched a show you like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He likes Rick and Morty, right? Oh, you haven't seen I haven't it. seen that yet either. Oh, he, he likes Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I don't know. I was I'm like, not saying. I was, like, I was not trying saying to save I, you because I'm like, these are a bunch of internet nerds. You can't say anything about Dan oh. Harmon. I didn't say anything bad. I We're just, a bunch of internet nerds. Come on. I'm, okay, so Dan, Dan, is there... Do you have any advice? Can you answer this do question? Do I have any advice? Yeah, no, what's your, what's I don't want to... No, because it's, it's, it's so hard because like, I feel like you admit that you like something by someone horrible and then you, you feel implicated by them. Uh, and I do think that you're right, that like cer certain things like maybe get grandfathered in because of time or because of... like. Uh, but if if but certain things are much more raw and uh, I think it's a it's a choice every person has to make for themselves. Yeah, there's no way to get through Follow this life clean. Heart. Is what I'm saying. Basically, I was just looking for <laughs> Elliot's approval to watch Apocalyptica or or I mean Elliot's, it's a it's, it's a good movie, but like unless you're really dying to see a bunch of Mayans cutting <laughs> each other's heads off, then like no. yeah, don't worry about it's it. It's a weird hill to die <laughs> on. All right, that fair one. enough. Like, not dying to. It's, okay. it's it's essentially a Mel Gibson revenge movie set in the jungles of South America. So. Okay. Not necessary. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I really stepped in it by admitting I had never seen a show and had no judgment about it. No yeah. body judgments on it. All right. Hi, this is Bianca. B, last letters withheld, whatever. So okay. <laughs> All right, so. But you gave us enough to go on. Okay, you know, go on. you know. So, okay. According to the last episode, Dan, there's uh -huh. a new cat in your life. Either you, anyone can answer. Tell I us like, more about this I like that you're saying it as if you're like a gawker comic. Yeah, like, tell us. Tell Dan us more. is on the I press was junket. about this cat. I was like, oh, new cat? What is Archie. going on here? Uh, the cat is named Archie. Mm -hmm. uh, Who's he named after, Dan? He's named after Cary Grant, who, okay. if people know, his real name is Archie Leach. Um, there's a line in. Uh, uh, his Friday. Friday, where he says the last person who tried to do that was Archie Leach, just before he had his throat cut or something like that, and uh, okay. it's an end joke. Just before he got his throat cut. <laughs> he got his throat cut. It's implicated. It's yeah. implied. Yeah. Um, but my friend He's Frank. Cary Grant's character is not admitting to a murder in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, "That's a little off tone for his girl Friday." <laughs> right before I skull fucked him. Like, well, how did, <laughs> this is 1940. How did it get past the brain sensors? Uh, the code was in, a, was in effect. 
But my friend Frank Lesser, who appeared on an early episode of The Flophouse, who's a former Colbert writer, uh, he found him in a field in Ohio, was worried that he was going to freeze in the winter, texted me, said, do you want a cat? I said, yes, give me the cat. Um, and he could not be sweeter. He's a little complainy. He makes a lot of noises, which is why you could hear him on the uh, yep. episode. But he's very nice. Is he like Dan should be the needy one in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is he like a kitty or like a cat? Like he's a. I would say he is a year or younger. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Just a little guy. <laughs> Good question. Okay. Hello, Liz. Oh, hi, Dan. <laughs> hi, Steve. Uh, hi, Elliot. We haven't. We haven't met. Uh, so okay, well, hello. Nice to hi. meet you. Yeah, I made the bow ties. That was me. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Those uh, are good. Okay. Uh, first, I have something for you guys. I was hoping I would have three Entourage shirts. I, think I had my, two, so one of them thing. is mine, and one of them oh. is for all of you. Oh, we can. We'll take turns wearing it. Yeah, it's. We uh, wear it all at once, like that three-headed monster from I Holy Grail. I should warn you. The head. What are you doing to me? Yeah, I should warn you. <laughs> yep, perfect. The head hole is weirdly very small. Stuart is wearing Entourage's T-shirt by Liz. Oh God, yeah, no. Oh, yep, just no, drape I, that I on me. I stole it from the HBO building. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all we Thank needed, so boys. Much. Bring yep. them in. Yeah. This has been a sting operation. Yeah. Someone's been stealing T-shirts from the HBO building. Okay. Rabbit, take it apart, boys. Don't need to pretend we're doing a podcast anymore. Okay. <laughs> It's been, a long, it's, been, it's been a long eight years, but we finally, we finally caught the home box. I can finally go back to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I do, I do have a question, and I'm really glad that you mentioned fan fiction earlier because now I have a segue. Uh, All right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's really more of a discussion starter, more of a hypothetical. Oh, okay. Now, Great. Now imagine... If you had to write a crossover fan fiction involving two or more of the movies you flopped, what would it, which movies and why? Keeping in mind that you can make anything better by inserting Tango and Cash into it. Yeah, that's a, it's, so, it's so easy to want to do two Stallone movies or two Cage movies, but that's I feel like idea. that's too easy. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, what if we inserted uh, Dex Dog Detective into... <laughs> Yes. Like, say, 27 Dresses or another okay. romantic. That sounds good to me, yeah. Yeah. Yes. What if the Snake Man from That's Jonah what Hex I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite character. Was it, what if he was in Little Bit of Heaven, the Kate Hudson butt cancer movie? <laughs> Dan? Oh, sorry, he stole George. my Snake Man. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're, it's like a Connect Four commercial. Yeah. <laughs> he stole my Snake Man. Yeah. Pretty oh, sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think. I mean, I like I mean, the gay bat and food fight. Yeah, yeah, that gay bat was good. The elderly gay bat. Okay. Maybe he could mentor one of the brats. He would be great at that. <laughs> yeah. That's probably it. Okay, yeah. there you go. That sounds good. And of course, anything can be turned into weird slash fiction. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the internet. Speaking of the internet, hi, um, my name is Corinne, last name withheld. Hello. Um, Hello. <laughs> apparently I'm known to other floppers. Um, uh, uh. 
And I actually wanted to ask you, so a huge number of the people in this room and one of my favorite things about your podcast is the fact that you guys have an amazing fan base. And Our amazing- fans are the best. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what any other podcast Just says. Our fans are the little. best. <laughs> And this is the best city in the world, New York. <laughs> Wait, why are you looking at your watch when you do that? It's like I had to check what city we were in. Okay. And this is the best time after 10. In any case, I really love being a part of the Flophouse Facebook group. And I was wondering what your, your part of, what parts of that are your favorite thing? And I have a yeah. second part. Well, it have to be the Minions memes. <laughs> You're mad about Minions. I just love them, yeah. I like. I mean, to me, I mean, if you want a minion, which is the only thing what you need to pray in Judaism, and and the Flophouse Minions memes uh, just provide me with that. Flophouse Minions memes, Flophouse Onion Rings. <laughs> I don't know. Words sound like other words. Kind of. <laughs> well, this is this is partly related to our Facebook group, the Flophouse Facebook group, but also kind of all inter- <laughs> the best Facebook group in the world. Hey, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. <laughs> I think uh, it's but the also, best Facebook group in the world. But also, all internet interactions with me, one of the greatest things has been how I get alerts all the time about guys cutting off their own penises. Any news story around the world, it's like, I don't need to have that Google alert. I don't need to set it up, because I have you guys. Thank yeah. you. I, I wake up, check my phone, oh, another guy lost his ding-dong. On that note, maybe you can assume that we have heard about M. Night Shyamalan rebooting Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> maybe you figure that like that's in our wheelhouse. We probably heard about it. I, you gonna, I you gonna pa- work on that show, Dan? You gonna write for it? Everybody, everybody want Dan to write for Tales yeah, from the Crypt? So do it, Dan. That's not gonna happen. Dan, why are you so adamant about not writing for that show? Just go write for it. I'm nagging M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> By the way, I like... M. Neg Shyamalan. <laughs> I, just, I want the pandering to keep going, too. I want it to just be like, the, the Flophouse Facebook group is not the, is, is the best Facebook group, but I heard that the people over at the How Did This Get Made Facebook group <laughs> said it wasn't the best uh, Facebook group. But I think they're wrong. And then it slowly is turning into like a Christmas pantomime show where it's like... Where's I don't even see how did this get made? Where are they? Behind you, behind you. I don't, I don't, I don't see them. I don't. Where is, I don't. Okay, the second part uh, of my question is one last bit of pandering, and I just want to say yeah. that Dan is my favorite. So. Oh. 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 Boo. Boo. Uh, we should. But I still love you, Stu and Elliot. No oh, thank you. We should, probably, we should probably put a limit on the number of questions that we can do. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Matt. What's the time? Are we all right? We'll, <laughs> let's do one more since we didn't. Sorry yeah, if we didn't get to you. Please come up to us after the show. Yeah, sorry about that. We should have announced when we were stopping, but we didn't. We're one last question. Don't be sad. Don't okay. be sad. You know what? I like that guy. We'll have him go too. All right. <laughs> you that know guy why? showed spunk. He stood up to arbitrary authority. Nobody elected us to control the line. Yeah. But we'll do this fast. What? Okay, quick. Uh, Chris, last name withheld. Hey, Chris. Um, Just, again, to the guy who said that, you're the last one now, so you better have a good question. Okay. The pressure is off of you, Chris. So mine's not good. You can ask the dumbest okay. question in the world. doesn't matter. Uh, 
Okay. True to form, uh, he stalls when we say let's go fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I watched uh, Food Fight and Fateful Findings last week. Uh, Uh The two Fs. (laughs) I made it through both of them. But uh, I'm wondering if there's any possibility that anyone could pull off like a Food Fight producer's scheme or like that Neil Breen is some sort of brilliant... Uh, performance artist, like he's Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, are you I, asking if we could make our own Neil Breen movie? <laughs> yes. Because the answer is no. He's a genius. He's a he's a master. He's a I master. Mean, there was definitely a point when I was watching him, like, is this a Tim and Eric sketch? <laughs> Did they trick us? Oh, see, I was the, I was like, is this art? Because yeah. I don't understand it. But Food Fight's more interesting because Food fa- Fight was a movie where they claimed to have made the movie and then had the whole movie stolen. So out it was from a real them. town and country situation. <laughs> yeah. That's a behind-the-scenes story about a movie no one remembers. <laughs> but yeah, that they had it all stolen. Like, we had a really great movie, then it got stolen, and we made this bad one. But I guess no one will ever know. It was like the Metalocalypse episode where they make a bad movie, but everyone in the preview audience is killed, so <laughs> everyone assumes it was just a good movie that's yeah. lost to history. Uh, but one last question. What? Okay. Uh, my name is Miles, last name withheld. Hi, I Miles. Have, I have a quick name drop and then a question. The name <laughs> drop is uh, a friend of mine owns a restaurant at, at McDougal and Bleecker called By Chloe. And Stuart might like this because her last name is Coscarelli, and it happens to be that her father... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Stuart can't handle it. Happens to okay. be Don Coscarelli. That's what I was hoping you were going to say when you said Coscarelli. (laughs) That's right, Gary Coscarelli. (laughs) (laughs) Fanfic on top of that, her high school classmate and best friend, well, good friend, is Ronda Rousey. Oh, wow, weird. Two degrees of separation. Wait, how many degrees of separation is that? (laughs) Science doesn't Uh, have a number. Two degrees of Adrian Vernier's dick. That's what we decided (laughs) on. That's the game we're playing. Okay, Uh, so. The question is, uh, when I started listening to the show, I listened through the whole back catalog, and then I introduced my wife, who is hiding back there somewhere. For good reason. And (laughs) Let's hear it for the wives, everybody. Come on. Yay. Pandering. Laughing hysterically, and she goes, what are you laughing about? And, oh, these guys are making fun of Twilight. And I told her all about the show. And then we went through the whole back catalog and sort of went through a survey and she liked about 75% of the movies that you guys flopped. Mm-hmm. Are you married advice, to my mom? <laughs> what advice do you have about watching movies and selecting movies with somebody who enjoys 75% I, I will, of your flops? I will say that uh, I feel like one bit of wisdom I've hopefully learned as in, I've grown older is... In it's your not, travels around the globe? Is yeah. it's not actually that important that you like the same thing. <laughs> I mean... It's important only in that you will probably be forced to spend a certain amount of time enjoying things that you don't like. (laughs) But you have a cell phone, dude. Look at your cell phone while the bad movie's on. And I would take that even more universally. Uh, My advice would be that they should, she should keep looking for movies like those ones that she liked. Uh, There's lots of them. But that... uh, I mean, she can use our podcast as a recommendation list. Yeah. Yeah. But that it's okay... For everybody to like different things, because if you want, if you listen to an episode and we don't like it and you like it, that's totally cool. We don't have to judge you as a person by that. We will, but we don't have to. 
because this is America, and we can like whatever we want. USA, yeah, number one. USA, R-O-C-K in the USA. This has been the Flop House. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen, USA. Thank Good you, night, everyone. Woo. Thank you, everybody. 